You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. And this morning we're going to kick off in Wellington where Newstalk ZB political editor Jason Walls is attending the Labour Congress. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, tell me, what is the Congress? Who's there? Who attends? Um, it's basically party members from all across the country. So um, on election year, they have a Congress. And we actually did some digging into what the difference between a Congress and sort of just a convention is. And it turns out it's something to do with the number of people. It has to be certain over a certain amount of people, which is around about a 1,000, um, we think it is. But they only have about 500 there. So we're not even sure it's that aptly named. But essentially, it's the big way for party members, um, MPs, to have a big um, just sort of like a, a get-together together, if you will, before the election, talk about strategy, have some speakers, um, and really just hear from the leader and um, some of the top brass. It's a bit of a rev up for the troops, is it? Absolutely. Right. And this year's um, theme of the rev up has been more about revving themselves up um, by talking about their own policies or what they've been doing, and more a rev up by taking pot shots to the National and <laughs> ACT parties. Haven't they just? The Deputy Prime Minister yesterday um, was pretty much speaking about keeping the status quo when it comes to the super age and winter energy payment and KiwiSaver. But these, this announcement that everything was going to stay the same is, was really just an opportunity for a dig at the opposition. Oh, 100%. Nothing, the, none of this was in question. We didn't w- rock up to the Labour Congress thinking, oh, I wonder if they're going to keep the winter energy payment. We just yeah. knew that it would happen. It's the Labour Party. So we were all a bit surprised to see a press release come through heralding why this was such an um, innovative idea. Um, and then it meant that they were able to take a pot shot at the Nats for their superannuation policy, but it essentially fell down at the first hurdle because, yes, they had taken what they thought was the National Party's um, superannuation policy of lifting it up to um, 67, but they hadn't factored in things, and they said that it would cost somebody that's about 30 years old $100,000 during the time between them being 30 and when they retire, but they hadn't factored in things like National's plan for tax cuts, they hadn't factored in the fact that National progressively wants to increase it um, in a number of years time, in fact, but not until 2044 does it really start actually picking up any steam, and they hadn't factored any of that in, so they were looking, left looking a little bit with, well, frankly, with egg on their face over this one a little bit. Were there any new announcements yesterday? Not yesterday, and to be fair to the Labour Party, it wasn't going to be happening yesterday. The Saturday is just kind of a way for them to get, you know, they can get a, a couple of news stories, just say, hey, we're here. But the big stuff happens today, um, where Chris Hipkins does his major um, announcement um, around about one o'clock, where we understand it's going to have something to do with education. So that's the one to watch. Okay. What else does Chris Hipkins have to do when he delivers his his keynote speech today? What else would you be expecting him to try and get across? Yeah, I think he needs to do a better job at sort of talking up his coalition partners a little bit more, the Greens, because at this stage it's a rat it's not a rat race between National and Labour. As it's MMP, it means that we have to have both sides particularly strong. So, for example, the latest poll that we saw, and we'll get to that soon, showed that um, National and ACT could form a government together, and ACT was sitting steady on 11%, um, and the Greens were down 4 points to 7, and essentially the Greens have argued, you know, oh, this is just because it was an election, uh, it was a budget week, so we didn't get much cut through. Well, that's not true at all because the ACT Party, um, they're a minor party. They allegedly didn't get much cut through um, and they stayed still. So I think what Hipkins needs to do is he really needs to bolster the Greens a little bit, but not in a way that undercuts his own message and his own vote from the party. 
Is this also an opportunity for him to share a little bit more about himself, to be a little bit more personal? Well, if he does, I really hope it has nothing to do with sausage rolls and Coke Zero. I mean, honestly. But that's that's it, the point. That's all we really kind of know about him, right? And you make a very good point. At this point, all we know is the sausage roll and the Coke Zero thing. Um, and that was brought up a number of times yesterday in the fact that he's a boy from the hut. But outside that, we really don't know um, much about him at all. I mean, we know that he has um, a couple of kids. Um, and, I mean, yesterday that he was at his kid's soccer game when the, um, when the conference was starting. But, yeah, you're right. We really don't know a whole lot about this man, Chippy, apart from his nickname and his favorite snacks. So it'll be probably a good way for him to tell voters who he is, especially the Labour Party. And just everybody knew every every part of Jacinda Ardern. I mean, mm. she was the most famous person in the country by a country mile, probably, maybe apart from Lord. Um, but we all knew who she was. So it's time for Chris Hipkins to start doing the same thing and get on the charm train, I think. Okay, so occasionally former Prime Ministers do turn up at a Congress or a conference. Is Jacinda, Jacinda Ardern there? No, she's not. And she she wasn't there yesterday. I wouldn't expect to see her there today because she would ex- essentially just steal the limelight from Chris Hipkins. She's trying to get as far away from politics as she possibly can um, unless she's going to the World Health Organization. But she, I wouldn't expect to see her there at all. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe a video message um, or something like that play before um, Chris Hipkins starts speaking to say, where they do, what is chippy to me? And they have all these um, Labour Party members talking about him. Um, but I would be very surprised to see her there in person. Jason, you touched on the uh, the recent poll that we've had, the um, One News one, I believe it was, uh, talking about National Act having numbers to govern. I, I think it was Claire Trevette, maybe, who yesterday sort of went to, we are in a drag race with this election. We're going to be, people are going to be pulling forward and pulling back and pulling forward and pulling back as we sort of, as we approach the general election. Do you see that's the case? Do you think that these, you know, what does this poll tell you? Do you think that this is a consistent uh, message we're going to get for the next six months? Or do you think we're in this drag race, they're going to be up and down? Oh, totally. It's a drag race between the left and the right block. I mean, as I said, I don't think it's between National and Labour because no one is actually going to get what Labour did in 2020 with that historic outright majority. But yeah, it, it totally is. And I think there's so much to play for with the minor parties here. And it was, you know, National and Act will trade back and forth being on um, 36, 37 apiece. But it will be those minor parties. Um, and at this stage, the Green Party has a lot of work to do to get back up to a level where they can support Labour because, you know, the Green Party doesn't think that the Elizabeth Ketty Ketty um, scandal affected them that much, but clearly this poll shows that it has. And so they really need to start announcing some some green election policies. They really need to get ahead of things and not and stop this infighting. Um, I think that given that Elizabeth Ketty Ketty is now out of caucus, it probably will stop. But she's still around in Parliament, which will you know it will let people know that she's what happened and that happened under James Shaw and Marama Davidson's um, leadership. But it is quite a drag which is between the left and the right um, and I think it also shows that Chris Luxon was right to rule out Tipati Mahdi as a coalition partner and I think as we get closer to election day when um, Tipati Mahdi um, the Mahdi party outlines some of their more radical policies and Chris Hipkins is going to be forced to rule those in or out and defend his coalition quote coalition of chaos I think we're going to start seeing um, the that decision by Chris um, Luxon come to fruition very well. And Jason, Chris Hopkins is speaking at 1.30pm today. You'll keep us up to date with uh, that speech and any announcements he has? 
Absolutely. I'll be there all day. Well, not all day. I'll be heading in about 10. <laughs> are there sausage rolls? Not yet. Not for the media. There are, there's coffee and there's grapes, but no sausage rolls yet. <laughs> okay. Best of luck. Thank you so much, Jason. Really nice to talk to you this morning. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.